Welcome to the Next Level Life podcast. My name is Christine Corcoran, and this podcast is made for you, the powerhouse businesswoman who's ready to ignite her fullest potential. This is where we dive deep into mindset breakthroughs and sprinkle in some kick up the butt motivation so you can scale your business with confidence and clarity. Whether you're craving more income, impact, or inspiration, this podcast will be your ultimate resource for all things next level. Listen in as we have authentic conversations with game-changing female entrepreneurs as we reveal the secrets of what it takes to rise and thrive. So go ahead, ignite that inner fire within you, and let's get you taking massive aligned action. Are you ready to elevate? Let's go. Welcome back to the Next Level Life podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about building a six-figure business on a small email list. So the reason why I want to share this is because I recently just did some figures on my own business over the last few years, obviously coming towards the end of the year, I like to do a business review. And I actually just started looking back over the last few years. And so I actually went back to the first year that I hit six figures and realized that I actually had hit six figures because sometimes you don't realize this stuff until you look back. Like, obviously it was, this is what the case was at the time, but I just didn't look at it like this. But now when I look at it like this, I'm like, I realized that I actually hit six figures with a very small email list of like under 400 people. And my follower list was between maybe 2000 to two and a half thousand people on my followers on Instagram. My Facebook probably would have been, I don't know, maybe between 500 to a thousand followers. Um, and I think it's still only like, I don't know, 1200 followers or something. Uh, but I wanted to share this with you and I wanted to share you share with you some key strategies that I put in place in order to do that because one of the biggest things that comes up and I hear this in my masterminds and I hear this online and I hear this conversation happening is that, well, I can't do that because I don't have much of a following, right? Because I've got, I don't have many followers and I also don't have much of many people on my email list. And I want you to know that with the right strategy, you absolutely can earn good money right? So if your only strategy to make money is to post on social media, then you're most likely not going to hit six figures. But I want you to know that it's absolutely doable because I did it. I did it. And it's so not as challenging as you think it is. And the thing is, is that you want to actually focus on what you do have rather than what you don't have. Because if you keep focusing on the fact that your email list is too small or you don't have enough followers, you're actually focused on the wrong metrics. These are vanity metrics. They don't actually mean dollars in your bank account. And I know that a lot of people talk about this, but I feel like it's something that I really needed to share with you with some real tangible outcomes and tangible strategies, because a lot of the time there's just so much noise on social media. And it talks about, yes, you have to build up your email list. Yes, you'd be focused on building up your following. Absolutely. Because the numbers do matter and you need to have visibility. You need to be in front of your ideal clients in order for you to make sales, right? hundred percent. It is absolute truth, right? And I think that now like that I'm scaling, the numbers is even more important, right? Because for me to hit the numbers I want to hit now, I need to actually have a higher level of visibility. So I'm doing other different strategies in order to get in front of new audiences in order to make that happen. But I want to come back to this first thing that you can absolutely hit six figures with a small email list. And I think when people are focused on these vanity metrics, they actually end up doing things in their business that doesn't actually serve them. They end up following trends. They end up like focusing on just on building the followers instead of actually nurturing the existing followers. They end up just creating content that's based on trends instead of solving problems with their content and actually adding value that their ideal clients really want. They end up focusing on marketing strategies that are just about that type of growth. And I think that one of the things that's missing here is absolutely a sales plan, because if you don't actually have a sales strategy on how to convert people off your followers list, how to convert people off your email list into, into actually paying you for your services, 
then you will be in the exact same position, whether you're at a thousand followers or 10,000 followers or 20,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers, right? Same thing with your email list. If you don't have a sales strategy in place, it's useless. It's absolutely useless. So one of the things I always like to go through when I have clients talk about this is often what happens is because we're focused on the wrong metrics, we end up doing things that we shouldn't be doing and we end up missing the key pieces that you should be doing that you often end up telling yourself that, oh, but when I've got this amount of followers, when I have this many people on my email list, then I'll be consistent, right? Then I will be communicating with them more. Then I will be showing up more consistently. Then I will be emailing more regularly, right? But it's actually those things that you need to be doing now in order to create that following, right? So I want to touch on a couple of things that I did consistently throughout my business that I feel actually generated those results, right? One, I did not wait for people to come to me. One of the things and those misconceptions that happen online is that if I just keep posting content, people will come to me, right? And I'll keep, I'll get DMs and people will be jumping into my DMs going, Hey, I really want to buy from you. Here's my money, right? It doesn't happen. It does not happen that way. And not until you have such a strong marketing strategy and you actually have a really strong call to action and you are consistent and you've built a really strong community and people know who you are and what you do and you help them, right? Like you've added so much value and sometimes that takes years, right? Years. And so I want you to know that in the earlier stages, in the first few years of your business, if you want to increase your income and you want to get to that six figures, then we want to start focusing on some sales key pieces some key activities you should be doing on a regular basis and build the consistency there because that's going to generate the results before you get the followers, right? You don't need all of those followers. You don't need that massive email list if you're not currently nurturing the ones that you have, right? So we want to start exactly there. We want to nurture the people that are currently on your followers list. So some of the things that I was doing and I still do, one is welcome each follower. Every new follower that hits my Instagram, I'm like, hey, hi, how are you? I'm Christine and I'm chatting to them, right? Now, I don't always get a response and I want to share this with you because this, this came up in my Elevate Mastermind today, actually. One of the girls was being a bit disheartened because she was sending messages to all of her followers and to new followers and stuff, but was only getting a response here and there. I want you to know that that happens and it still happens, right? And it's not that it's people don't want to respond to you. It's not that people don't like you. It's none of that. It's that it's it's acceptable that you don't respond. I think it's one of the things on social media is that they have the choice whether they want to respond to you or not. And it's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you, but the intention is there. I think that what's more important is your intention. Like you're actually showing your intention to connect with them. You're showing them that you value them. You're showing them that you want to have a conversation with you and that it's okay and safe to chat with you, right? Ideally, especially if you're a service-based business, ideally you want to create that opportunity and as well as obviously product-based businesses, because if you have not had any connection with people and at some point you sell something, they're going to feel awkward reaching out to you in a DM. But if you have reached out prior to that and had conversations, it's easier because they feel more familiar with you. They feel more comfortable with you. So nurturing those first few people, but don't always expect a response. It's totally okay if you don't get a response, okay? It does not mean don't do it. You should totally do it. Secondly is your email list. So what I was doing is actually creating really valuable content. So really working on my lead gen uh, and my opt-ins, freebies, whatever name you want to call them and having those out and pushing those out and put, posting in Facebook groups and posting on my socials, like everywhere. So it was really, really clear of this is something that people can download for free. So I was giving lots of free value-based content and I did not stop there. So what I mean by that is that once I was putting that out there, when people were jumping on and downloading it, 
I was finding them on social media. I know this is easier if people are in business, but if your client is not in business, that's okay. You don't necessarily have to do this, but you can is like, I would find them on social media. So sometimes in my form, I would ask for an Instagram handle, or if not, then I would still go searching for them. So, cause sometimes you can find people through their emails. Sometimes you can find them just through their name. Um, and usually if they're already following you, obviously that's how they found your opt-in. So, you know, you can send them a message. So I would go there and I would send them a message and I'd be like, Hey, thank you so much for downloading such and such. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I hope that you're, you're able to put it into practice please let me know if any questions come up at all. Like I am here, please don't hesitate. If at any point you're like, I don't even know how to implement this for my business, then just send me a DM. I'm more than happy to have a chat with you, right? I would do that. And then a week later, I'd follow up. So I'd put them on my list. So I had a follow-up list. A week later, I'd send them a message and say, hey, how did you go with that? What's what's the one thing that you've implemented from learning from that guide, right? So I would do that. And I build on that conversation, which then sometimes led to a further conversation to then talk about coaching one-on-one. Now, other times it didn't lead to a conversation. That was okay, but they've built up the conversation. The relationship has started. So then I would then just follow up with them again in, a, in another month, right? So I would just go, what feels good for me with regards to my follow-up? I don't want to be like this crazy stalker. I don't want to be annoying, but I want them to know that I care. I want them to know that I saw that they downloaded my guide and then I think that it's awesome and I think that you will benefit from it and I'm here to answer questions if you have any. So I was like, my follow-up process is three messages. So I was like doing the initial, thank you for downloading. Secondly, how did you go? What questions do you have? Plus I also had an email sequence going at the same time, just FYI. And then the third follow-up would be like, hey, I know you haven't had a chance to respond, but just want you to want you to know that I'm here at any point. You can reach out and ask any questions. I know sometimes life can get busy and if you haven't had a chance yet, definitely jump back in and, and download that guide. Otherwise, if you get stuck, just send me a message. So just leaving it in their court. Um, sometimes that conversation would lead to other challenges they're experiencing and then I would, I would direct them over to my podcast to go hang out and actually get some more free content that allowed them to solve some problems they were experiencing, really get to know me more, feel feel much more familiar with me, which then built the relationship. And then the conversations would continue in DMs and then they would become clients, right? So there is so much that you can be doing. And I know that sounds time consuming, but if it's actually adding money to your bottom dollar, like why wouldn't you do that? Like it's free. It doesn't cost you anything to do. It shows that you care and it's a great way to convert customers. Like I think one of the things is people are so scared to do that when really, if you don't do it, then it actually shows that you don't really care. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're just like, yeah, yeah, download my opt-in, like whatever, and you're not following up with people, then it doesn't really show that you really care. It just kind of feels like this unsaid thing that you download this guide and then people don't know that you're on their email list, right? Now, as it starts to grow and more people hit your email list, it might be harder to do, but by then you will have hit six figures, right? And then you've got money to put towards other things, right? The other marketing strategies, sales strategies are going to serve the growth of your business. Okay. So that's one key thing that I was doing in practice. The second thing I was doing, and I still continue to do is create personalized connections. So again, rather than waiting for people to come to me, I was going to them. So I would go and find people on Instagram that look like my ideal client. I'd find them through other people's audiences. I would be just searching through posts and seeing what people have commented and liked. And I'd be like, oh, who's that? And just go check out their profile. I'd most likely hit follow, possibly uh, comment on some of their stuff. And if I felt comfortable, if I felt like they shared something on their story that was really cool that I could add value to or that I thought was awesome, I would just comment like, love this or so good. Or I would ask a question. 
So that way I would go into be able to then with through the message of a, of a story, it would go to their DMs and then they would respond. Now, majority of business owners, it's in our nature because we know that it could be a potential customer that we will respond. So in my profession, obviously that works. It does not mean it doesn't work in other professions. It does work. So be conscious of making sure that you're developing more connections because you could be commenting on other people's stuff. Other people see that and go, oh, who's that? And do the exact same thing to you come across and then they're following you and then they're engaging with your content, right? It all builds visibility. So making sure that you're connecting and then following up on those connections. Because one of the things that I feel like I would get into a really good rhythm and then I would forget it for two months and I'd come back to it and it always generated results, like always. When I would take the time to follow up on conversations that I've had, to follow up on on comments, like if people have commented on my stuff, uh, making sure that I'm creating connections, reaching out, following up on people that I've met at potential events that I've been to, like all of that to start to just build on those relationships. Because when you are top of mind, when people have the problem that you help solve, they remember you and not because you sold to them because I'm not selling. I've not, not even mentioned to you about selling anything, right? I'm just connecting. And I want them to feel comfortable with me, especially because I'm a coach, obviously. I want them to feel comfortable with me to have a conversation that if, if at any point they feel like they need the service that I deliver, that they're happy to, and confident in order to reach out, right? So it just builds on that. And I think of it like from a place of like I'm building out my friends group. Like that's the way I really look at it. It's like, does that person look like she'd be cool to hang out with, have a drink with? Yep, cool. I'll hit follow and comment on her stuff because I also want to support her because she's a business owner. So that sounds pretty cool. So I literally just go, how do I keep building on my connections? The more people who know me, the better. The more people who know what I do, the more people I know as well is even better. So it's I was doing that twice a week. I would sit down for a good 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes longer, and I would actively work on connecting, right? Connecting, connecting, connecting. Then I would spend another 15 to 20 minutes at a different time throughout the, the week, following up on past conversations, following up on potential client relationships. So if I've had conversations with other people that had started going somewhere, but maybe went cold or had been, they'd maybe asked a question and I'd follow, I'd sent them an answer, but they hadn't followed up. So I would just check back in with them, like just keep those conversations going basically, right? Or any other leads that have come from other places, so not just social media, again, I would follow up on those leads. So, and every single time I would think about like, how can I add value? How can I serve them? So sometimes I would be sending a podcast episode. Other times I'd be sending an article or I'd be sending another post on social media that I've seen that I think that they would like, you know, a video, like anything like that, that I think is going to add value to them and be beneficial for them. I would send it to them. So I was doing a lot of that behind the scenes. And I think that a lot of people don't talk about this stuff for some reason. And I think it's just because, you know, we just get on with it that I think that it's some of those key strategies that you need to be putting in place behind the scenes in order to ensure that you're getting the results that you really want to create. And so these are the things that I was doing to build to a six figure business, right? Because it was irrelevant. I could have, you could have 400 people on your email list and still be making six figures, so I wanted to highlight that because I feel like sometimes we people don't talk about it enough. Now, the other two things that I wanted to talk about today to create six figures on a small list, a small follower list, whether it's emails or follower list or both, is actually having a plan in place because without the sales strategy, we are just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that it sticks. So what I mean by sales strategy is one, have a plan of what you want to sell, get really clear on what you want to sell because selling five different things at once does not work. So I would stick to one thing at a time. 
decide when you're going to sell it. So are you like, I would look at a year ahead, like literally map out my whole year ahead and go, okay, well, I'm going to be launching this program here. I'm going to be launching that event here. I'm going to be selling in my one-on-one coaching in these periods of time throughout the year. And so I would then go, that's my plan. Now, then I would break it down to what's my next 90 days and I would put a strategy in place. So having a plan is great, but you need to have a strategy in order to achieve that plan. So what I would do is actually consider, okay, so for me to sell in this program, what's my strategy? For me to sell in this event, what's my strategy? How do I get in front of the right people? How do I guide them into a sales system so I can actually convert them? And so a sales system, and I go through this in so much depth in my Elevate program because it's one of the things that gets missed so much is that people just keep posting and hoping that that will create results, but it really doesn't. It's because people, when people are on social media, they're in the energy of being social, right? They're jumping on there to either, you know, relax and just scroll. They're just catching up. They're procrastinating, right? They might be checking out what other people are doing in their industry. Like they're not in a buying strategy. They're not in a buying decision mode, right? They're not in that energy of thinking, oh, I'm ready to buy something, right? And so when you put your stuff out on social media to sell it, they go, I'm not here to buy. So why why are you throwing your shit at me, right? So what we want to do is make sure that we're inviting them and welcoming them into a sales system where they can get into a decision-making phase by solving a problem and adding value. So this is where I would use things like a masterclass. So that way they can come on and learn something. They are able to solve a problem. They're able to have a mindset shift, experience what my coaching is like, and then I can make an offer, right? Sometimes I'll make an offer on a masterclass. Other times I'll make an offer afterwards, depending on whether they're the right fit client. So I'd have a conversation with them afterwards in the DMs to see whether, based on what we covered in the masterclass, whether they were at the right stage of business that I would like to work with them on and determine whether they're in need of the solution that I have to offer. Again, through this, I'm gaining permission in order for them, for me to present an offer. And that might happen on a a call. Like it might not necessarily happen in DMs. It might just happen on a call. But sometimes we need to actually make sure we take that time in order to support people in that decision-making phase. So that's why having a key strategy in place to guide and nurture your cold leads to become warm leads, which then become hot leads, which then means they become paying clients. Okay. So this is so key. And I think one of the things that you know I wanted to highlight today is that one, it is absolutely possible to hit six figures on a small list. Two, it's about what you do with that list that matters, right? Don't just expect people are going to come to you. Don't wait for them to come to you. Put in some key strategies so then you're actually working on things you can control because you cannot control whether people are just going to come and find you. It's so leaving your income up to chance. What you can control is what you do to guide people into a sales system. Now, a sales system might feel really daunting for you if this is the first time that you've heard this. And if sales is not a strong suit for you, it could be something that really kind of activates a feeling of feeling icky or feeling salesy or sleazy. I want to talk to this just for a minute. So firstly, you got into business to serve people. To serve people and to help people, you need to have people who are willing to pay to help, right? So they need to have made a decision to buy in order to work with you. So sales is an integral part of your business journey and it is something that you're going to need to get better at and you're going to need to get comfortable with because you have something to sell and for you to survive in business, for you to have income to pay for all the personal things you want in your life, to be able to continue to stay strong and sustainable in business, you need to sell, right? So I want you to know that when you sell properly and you sell well and you sell with authenticity, 
the sales part of the journey where the customer is looking for the solution or is open, is wanting the desire that you help clients with and they're looking for that and they come across you and they're like, oh, maybe this person can help me. That next phase where you get involved in the conversation, that can be part of your service and it should be part of your service, right? So what I mean by that is that I want you to look at it as part of your service. So how you hold space for that person, how you answer their questions, how you ask the right questions, how you uncover the problem that they're experiencing and how you get to know them and show that you care enough to then present the offer if it is the right fit. Sales only becomes salesy, icky or sleazy is if you're presenting an offer to people who aren't ready to hear it, who aren't actually in the buying phase, who haven't actually shown interest right? If they're just out there living their life, doing their thing, and you're like, hey, throw something in their face and go buy this. (laughs) That's salesy or sleazy. The analogy I love to use to describe this is like when you're working through the shopping center, you know how there's like those stores that are in the center of the aisle and you're walking past them, right? In the main part of the shopping center, you're walking down the main strip and there are stalls in the center of the aisle and you've got to walk past them to get to the next lot of shops, right? So when you're walking past those stalls, as you often people that are working in them that are trying to grab your eyes and grab your attention and be like, hey, you should buy from us, right? So they're trying to shove stuff into your hands. That's salesy, right? Because they're like trying to grab your attention. The same thing is happening on social media, right? People are posting going, hey, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? They're trying, they're vying for people's attention. It's happening all the time. No matter where you go, it's happening, right? I want you to know that when you actually engage with the person first and you ask them some key questions to highlight how well you know the solution that you offer, right? And the problem they're experiencing, you show how valuable they can be, you can be to them. So we want to actually take the time to get to know people and sales doesn't have to be pushy like that. They're missing key pieces of the process when they're just throwing stuff into people's hands. If they were like, hang on a minute, can you tell me a little bit about your skin? Do you experience dry skin? Do you find that, you know, when you're putting fake tan on, you find that it goes all crusty? Like I'm just pulling an example out of my head, but like if they got to know me first and then they said, hey, buy this dead skin stuff from the Dead Sea, right? Like then, then you would be open to actually wanting to know more about their product. But it's because they're in the middle of the aisle, they're trying to grab your attention. They're like, hey, buy my stuff, hoping that you are in the 3% of people that are ready to buy that exact product right then and there, right? So we want to actually come back to a place of recognizing that majority of the time, people who are coming to you or are interested, they show interest first. So they show interest by asking a question. They show interest by um, commenting on your stuff. They show interest by popping into your DMs or responding or commenting and liking and things like that, right? They're showing interest. And so it's what you do with that interest. If you go straight to sell, that's salesy. If you gain permission, It's part of your service. So what I mean by that, and I know this is hard for me to communicate in such a short period of time because I spend a whole month on sales in Elevate Mastermind. What I mean by that is that if you ask questions and determine and diagnose what they need and then present what what they need based on what they've given you and you ask permission across the process. So you're asking if it's okay if I share with you what I think is going to be next best steps for you. Is it okay if I share with you how I work with my clients? You're actually asking for permission before you go here. Here's how you can work with me. That's what changes the game when it comes to sales. So you need to get good at sales. And one of those is just being comfortable with having a conversation. 
And the hard part with this is it so can be t- so tied into scarcity because when we talk about sales, it can be, it can activate our money stuff. So if we're really awkward about talking about money, if we're worried about if you sell to them and then they buy from you, you're taking money from them and that's leaving them with less, like this is all money mindset stuff. So if all of that is tied into sales, it can feel icky, salesy and sleazy. Whereas if you're letting all of that go, pushing all that to the side and just going, how can I serve this client, right? If she is in need of what I have to sell, then I can share with her and it's her decision whether she wants to take the next step. I'm not forcing her. I'm not manipulating her. I'm not causing her to make a decision that's not in alignment with what she needs. It's her decision, right? What often happens is we make it so much about ourselves and about our money stuff and about budgets and about like, we just want to solve the problem. Like just go back to service, just go back to service, show them that you care and then ask permission to actually solve the problem for them, right? That's what I mean by actually having a sales strategy in place, understanding your sales process, mapping out a plan and putting a practice into place with regards to your sales strategy. So I hope this episode has served you. I know that this was a lot, (laughs) um, but it is two massive topics, but I just wanted to highlight to you that please stop telling yourself that you cannot earn six figures on a small list. You absolutely can. You just need to be doing other things in order to convert those clients in order to convert those sales. So go out there, try these strategies and let me know how you go. Thank you for listening. And if you found any value out of this episode, make sure you hit the follow button so you get access to the episodes as soon as they are live. And make sure you come hang out with me on Instagram. You can find me at Christine Corcoran underscore coach. Have an incredible week.